Welcome to Great Loop Radio, brought to you by America's Great Loop Cruisers Association. We're dedicated to sharing Great Loop information and inspiration with those actively cruising, planning for, or dreaming about a Great Loop adventure. This is Kim Russo. I'm the director of AGLCA. Today we're going to continue talking about working from the boat. We know there's a lot more interest in that idea now that people have worked from home because of COVID. Uh, So there's just been a lot more people considering the options there. And last week we focused a little bit on the technical side and how you can make sure you have connectivity if you have a profession that requires that. Today we're going to talk a little bit more about the practical side of how you make it all work. So with us today are Brent and Sarah Bolin. They are out on the Great Loop right now with their children. So they're managing the homeschooling, the working aboard, and the moving the boat, and dealing with all of the the different things that 2020 has brought us. So they've got lots of great experiences to share Before we jump into that, I do want to take a moment to recognize and thank our Admiral-level sponsors who support AGLCA and Loopers at the highest level. They are Beneteau, Curtis Stokes & Associates, Passage Maker Trawler Fest, Skipper Bob Publications, and Waterway Guide Media. As always, we encourage our listeners to support these businesses that support the Great Loop. And with the business out of the way, uh, Brent and Sarah, thank you for joining me. Welcome to Great Loop Radio. Thank you for having us, Kim. Yeah, Kim, thank you so much. Yeah, and and our regular listeners will probably remember Sarah because you joined us on one of the episodes we did about the ladies on the loop book. So Sarah is, of course, documenting their adventures in her blog, which is Mom with a Map. And this time we brought Brent into the conversation as well because he is working aboard while they're doing the loop. So um, to start with, uh, just kind of catch us up a little bit on your loop so far. Where are you? Where did you start? And and what's your, your plan from here? Yeah, absolutely. So, Kim, we started in Brunswick, Georgia, June 1st of 2020, and we are currently awaiting the locks to open just south of Chicago on the Illinois Waterway. Um, And our plan is, as soon as those locks open, to get south uh, as uh, quickly as possible, I guess, to some warmer weather, when we're super excited to be in Florida um, towards the end of the, the year. Yeah, and then, of course, you've dealt with so many challenges along the way, mostly caused by COVID, but some also planned, such as the lot closures you're waiting for now. So you have been really adept at adapting the plan, which is kind of what loopers are all about. But on top of dealing with the changes that 2020 has brought, you've been successfully working and and schooling aboard. So what made you decide on this lifestyle? I know this is really not your first adventure, but... um, Tell us what made you decide to, to do something like this and to bring the kids along and do it now instead of, uh, like many loopers, wait until they're retired. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, the shortish version of the story is that when our kids were little, we set a family goal that we wanted to take our kids to all 50 states before they turned 18. And I'm sure as many do, the more we traveled, the more we fell in love with it. And it just was never enough, the more we wanted to do more. Um, So I would say about six years ago now, we started praying about doing a more full-time travel experience. And I mean, I just, I remember well the days where it just felt impossible. I mean, we had our kids in, well, our oldest daughter at that point was in a traditional school setting. Um, Brent's role was very much an in-person, in a desk, in front of other people job. And we were just really involved with our community, that family with a a million commitments going every direction. Um, But we always had May 2020 on our hearts, and that's kind of what we work towards. Um, 
So I don't I don't need to rehash exactly what happened in 2020 this year, but obviously through um, some crazy circumstances, here we are working and learning and living full time on a boat. Yeah, and it's it's been quite a ride so far, I'm sure. Um, I get a lot of questions from people who, you know, maybe aren't financially in the place ah. that they can retire, um, and maybe don't currently have a job that allows or is conducive to working from all different places. Um, so, Brent, even if it's in, in general terms, tell us a little bit about what you do that is, is possible to do from the boat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I work for a Fortune 100 company, so a big corporation, and I manage a sales team for them. And um, through COVID, uh, has actually caused the mandatory work from home environment, uh, which has obviously helped me be able to work full time from the boat. You know, in addition to that, Sarah obviously owns and runs her own successful business, uh, Mom with a Map, and she's been doing that for five years. And she most recently published a children's book. So she also homeschools her children and somehow keeps my laundry clean. So I don't, I don't know how she does it all, but, uh, you know, that. Uh, you know, I'm in the insurance business. I have been with my corporation for 16 years. Um, and, uh, you know, I think our loop adventure when we were planning it looked a lot different prior uh, to COVID. But with COVID, we've been able to, uh, you know, work from home and and, uh, and I'm managing my team and honestly been very successful doing it. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's been a good year. So that, that's interesting, though, Brent, because initially, I guess, when you were planning this, there wasn't the mandatory work from home order. So how was your company, you know, being a large company where maybe being in front of customers or other employees is expected, were they receptive to the idea before COVID? Yeah. So it, the timing wise never really approached that, but what we had done is I had kind of put together a, a list of alternatives, different roles that I could have done, uh, ways that I could have looped with my family, um, you know, we were going to do some time in the office and then some time remote. So kind of splitting our time, flying back and forth. Um, so there were, there were a lot of different things, but I had, I had basically come up with a list of six things. Uh, and then our plan, since we were thinking May 2020 originally was I was going to present that to my, my boss, uh, on April 1st, right? And, uh, never actually had to present that material to him because of we, we went to the mandatory work from home, uh, mid March. So I really can't answer that, but I guess the way I would answer it is I was prepared with some alternatives to say, here's what I want to do. Here's how I'm going to deliver what you expect me to do. Here's how I'm going to be successful. Um, and you know, I do work for a company that provides a lot of flexibility, um, and then being there for 16 years, I had quite a bit of vacation time built up and some things that I felt like I could make it work um, with them and just with them providing that flexibility to me. So that's what I would do. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, kind of what I told Sarah is, the, you know, the worst thing they could say is no. And then we'll just have to replan or look at d- different options. Um, but I thought I didn't have anything to lose to ask. Mm-hmm. And so I would encourage people to kind of put that plan together if you feel like you can make it work and ask your boss and see what happens. Yeah. Well, and that's great advice. And, and of course, there are so many who through COVID have um, discovered how to work from home or work from someplace other than the office successfully. And I think so many employers have also um, become very adept at accepting that um, and, and realizing that that can work. So I think there's lots of opportunities right now for people. But I think one of the worries and 
for me, myself, my um, youngest child is, is getting towards the end of his school career um, and will be leaving the nest. And that gives me a lot more time for looping. But one of the things that worries me is how to fit everything in. And I wouldn't even be homeschooling aboard as well. Um, but, you know, thinking about wanting to keep the boat moving. And, of course, you'll explore places. But um, how to fit it all in in terms of just having enough hours in the day to work a full-time job and take care of moving the boat along the loop. So how do you fit it all in? Is that a stressful thing for you, or does it, is it something that you've managed to work out? Yeah, I think stressful, a little more stressful in the beginning than it is now. I think we have, uh, you know, for me, in my role, I felt it was very important for me to be available during the core business hours, you know, nine to five, Monday through Friday. And that's kind of the role I'm in. I have a team of people that depend on me that need me to be responsive and available during those hours. Um, so this made the looping a little difficult, right? So what we've done to kind of work around that or to balance it is to move the boat on weekends. And then occasionally I'll use vacation time very strategically to make either long weekend trips or to take a week off, allowing us to travel for longer periods. You know, So, for example, when the locks open, um, I'm taking the first week of November off so we can get south as quickly as possible, you know. And, you know, to my company's credit, you know, I'm extremely blessed that I do have a company that's very flexible with me. But we really do enjoy the way we've traveled. I think it's different than, you know, that retired looper in that they're typically going to try to avoid the weekend boating traffic, right, where we're kind of embracing that, uh, you know, and even with all the boats during COVID, we really haven't had any issues with it at all. We've really enjoyed it. But the other cool thing is it allows us to, we kind of, I know a plan and boating don't really go well together, and Sarah's going to touch on that a little bit more later. But, you know, we try to find a city that we want to spend the weekend and then we, during the weekend, we work to get to that city. And then I, you know, we're, we're there for the week. And so we get to explore. We can rent cars and go to other cities. And so it works really well for Sarah and the kids because they get to do a lot of their schooling. And then I'm able to work throughout the week. Now, Sarah can 100% operate our boat by herself, docking. She can do it all. But if I'm downstairs working while she's running the boat, that's not much fun for me, right? I don't want to be stuck down there and, and not enjoying it. So um, occasionally we've had to move the boat while I work, but we really try to avoid it because I feel like I'm missing out. Mm -hmm. And so that's the balance we've come up with. So if you're moving the boat primarily on weekends, um, it seems like you've gone a pretty good distance since June for traveling just on weekends. Um, you know, how many miles do you typically travel on a travel day, and what kind of boat are you in? Yeah, so we are in a uh, Cruiser's 4450. Um, our typical travel speed is between 8 and 10 knots. Um, you know, our boat will, will, will go faster than that, but we typically try to do roughly 80 uh, nautical miles uh, each travel day. I think our biggest day ever, which I know some loopers would think you guys are crazy, but I think we did 105 nautical miles one day, but we're usually 70 to 80. Um, and it was basically a want for me. Hey, I, you know, we really wanted to be, you know, in Grand Haven, Michigan and spend the week there or whatever. So we had to go a little bit further, um, you know, so, but typically um, that's what we're moving uh, and doing each, uh, each weekend, uh, you know, or each day that we travel. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you talked a little bit about, about how your loop is different based on, on the work experience uh, than those who aren't 
working, you know, that you're moving mostly on weekends. Any other differences, would you say, in, in your loop versus some of the, I'll, I'll call it more traditional styles of looping? You know, I think for most loopers, they would say to never be on a schedule. But for our family, we we do pretty much have to have a schedule. And it's obviously very flexible. It changes uh, based on, you know, circumstances. We had quite a bit of change in the Great Lakes as we had weather days that didn't work for us. But for the most part, we look at a calendar and we make plans and we decide where we want to be. Um, and quite honestly, I'm really type A, so I can't fathom doing the loop any other way um, than have a little bit of a schedule. But um, I would say that's probably our biggest difference. But we've had quite a few loopers that have stuck with us. I mean, even on this schedule, we've had friends that have uh, stuck with us for weeks or even months um, because our schedule kind of worked for them as well. So I wouldn't say that it's so far different, but it's also not your typical. Right. Okay, let's take a quick break here. Um, we'll play a message from one of our sponsors, and when we talk, come back, we'll talk a little bit about, um, you know, some more practical things about looping while working and, and how Brent and Sarah and their family are doing this. So we'll be back in a moment. Winter Harbor Marina is located on the Oneida River, 1.5 miles west of Oneida Lake in Brewerton, New York, just minutes from Syracuse International Airport. Winter Harbor offers the lowest diesel fuel and gas prices from New York City to Canada. If you find a lower posted documented price, they will match it. Their amenities include complimentary courtesy vehicle, 24-hour pay-at-the-pump fueling, dockside water and cable TV, pristine bathrooms and showers, and emergency haul-out service. For more information, call 315-676-9276 or visit www.winterharborllc.com. Winter Harbor is a proud commander sponsor of AGLCA. We're back on Great Loop Radio. We are chatting today with Brent and Sarah Bolin. They are a family that is currently looping while working and homeschooling and uh, running their business. So uh, busy family, but they're making looping work. Um, we talked a little bit, Brent and Sarah, about how things are different than uh, other loopers. And, and, you know, I we usually tell people not to have a schedule, but you're absolutely right that having a schedule is okay as long as that schedule is flexible. <laughs> it's I think it's the inflexibility in a schedule that tends to lead some people to problems. So, uh, you know, kudos to the flexibility in the schedule. Um Overall, you know, you are also experiencing a lot the same as other loopers. So how would you say your loop has been similar to some of those who maybe are on a little bit of a different path or a different time frame than you? Sure. Uh, you know, obviously, we're doing the same route as everybody else. Um, but I think beyond that, a lot of people assume that our loop is very different. Um, we're working full time. We're doing the loop with kids. And we're also doing it in the middle of a pandemic. Um, so I've gotten a ton of comments and feedback that it just must be so different for us. Um, but honestly, I would really argue that our experience is far more similar than people realize. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we traveled a lot prior to the loop. Um, our kids have had the, the privilege to go to most of the major cities and landmarks around the loop already. So for us, our loop was really always going to be about boating and the boating experience and experiencing these cities from the water. Um, so really, I mean, the highlights of our trip, you know, getting to go to the remote islands that are only accessible by boat, like Tangier and Defusky and Mackinac, and then, you know, seeing the major landmarks, pulling our boat up in front of the Statue of Liberty, 
um, the tiny towns along the Erie uh, Canal. And, you know, I mean, all of those things, those are the same highlights that all the other loopers are experiencing. So um, I think our day-to-day lifestyle might look a little different, but for the most part, our loop as a whole is very similar. Mm-hmm. Now, and you're also taking part in our virtual fall rendezvous, which is kind of going on right now, um, a few evenings a week. And we've had several families participating in that, which is unusual. And I think it's it's a, a combination of the fact that more families are considering this as they've tr- had an opportunity to try out homeschooling, um, but also that the virtual format probably works a lot better for many families. But as far as cruising and you know your, your time from Brunswick to now, have you come across other families and has that been exciting for the kids? Um, so completely honestly, we have not met any other looper families by boat. Um, we have met up with the family that owned our boat prior to us purchasing it. They did the loop on it a couple years ago um, and they met us in Delaware city. And then we met up with the Stein family in Chicago um, but again, neither one of them were on their boats when we met them. Mm-hmm. Um, we have met some kids in marinas that weren't looping kids. We have met some kids that just lived in the community from getting out and biking and meeting kids just out and about. So we have met other kids. We're excited. I think as we get to Florida, there uh, there might be a bigger uh, concentration of, of boats looping with kids, but um, it is a neat thing. But We've actually been really surprised at how many people have embraced our kids. I mean, I feel like we've adopted a lot of extra grandparents along the way, um, and that's been really fun, I think, on both sides. Yeah. You've mentioned Florida, um, and that's obviously the direction you're headed now. How long do you plan to stay there, and what's your kind of anticipated um, time frame when you think you'll be crossing your wake? Yeah, so we initially planned our loop for a year. as we kind of look at the year and how it's gone, um, Brent turns 40 in April. And so we just think it would be kind of cool to say that we crossed our wake uh, before he turns 40. So we are talking about crossing our wake around that time. Um, but I don't think that that will be the end of our boating journey. Um, we're just going to kind of take one day at a time and keep checking in with our kiddos about that. But um, I, I don't see that really being the end. Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't know how happy that makes me, too, Kim. <laughs> he's really come on board. Oh, that speaks <laughs> a lot. Enjoying... That speaks a lot to the, the kind of uh, time you're having aboard, so that's great to hear. So tell yeah. us, um, so obviously you're, you're making it work with, under some challenging circumstances with COVID. So what are some of the uh, tools of the trade, so to speak, or some of the tips that you might have to really make it viable to work aboard and comfortable to work aboard? Yeah, absolutely. So, and I hope it's okay, Kim, but I want to nerd out just a little bit. Sure. Tell you exactly what what I've got on board to to make our lifestyle work, right? Because I spent a lot of hours trying to figure this out, and it kind of stressed me out. You know, obviously, when I made that transition, right, I wanted to make sure my boss knew that I could be successful in my job. And, you know, if, if there was somebody dropping off the call on the Zoom call, it wasn't me because I was losing internet, you know, right. I was all, I always needed to be minding my P's and Q's because I was doing things a little bit differently than my peers. And so it was really important uh, to me that we had the right stuff on board and it's been great. Um, 
so here is it perfect? Probably not. Is it going to work for everybody? Probably not. But this is exactly what we have and how we make it work. Um, so, and then in addition to, to work, you know, my kids are watching Disney Plus. We do YouTube TV. Um, Sarah runs her business as well as me. So there's a lot of things that we have going on. And then just to make that transition from our home life when we sold our dirt farm to the boat, I wanted my family to feel comfortable that, hey, you know, my kids could still play video games and watch their favorite TV shows on the boat um, just to make the transition easier. So um, what we have, so kind of four things that, that, that I have that, that make us work is everything we do is run off cell phone um, towers. So the number one thing we had to do is make sure we had really good cell phone reception on board the boat. And so I purchased what's called a WeBoost Drive Reach, which is a cell phone boosting antenna. And to make that even better, I added an external antenna to the roof of our boat. And it's just a little Wilson Electronics, um, you know, uh, 4G wideband antenna. And then inside the boat to make the reception better inside the boat and, and boosted to a greater area in the boat, we added a, a WeBoost indoor antenna. And then all of that kind of helps power our SIM card modem. Um, and so you buy a, uh, a SIM card that would go on your cell phone, but we bought one of those for this modem specifically. And we happen to go with AT&T. Um, and I bought all those items that I just mentioned off of Amazon, but there are plenty of places that offer them. And then finally, we purchased an un unlimited data plan from a third-party reseller, um, which I know there's pros and cons to doing that uh, through my research, but this works for us. And we went with an AT&T unlimited data plan, um, and it's a little bit pricey, but I wanted to make sure that our, our speeds were never throttled down, right? Many of the plans, they will slow your speed down after you use so many uh, gigs or what have you. But uh, we, we purchased an, uh, that plan, and upfront and honest, we pay $140 a month for that service. But it allows us to work, you know, if, if we could have gone to Canada, it, it, when we go to the Bahamas, it's international, and it's unlimited. So I felt like that was a pretty good expense for our boat, for how important it is for me to do the work. Um, and then just because you always need a plan B, right, we do have Verizon cell phones that could uh, tether to our device. And then we also have a Verizon jetpack. But we really haven't had to use that yet, and we're 2,500 miles into the loop, and AT&T has been just fine. You know, at first, I, I, I thought we would use some Marina Wi-Fi, and Marina Wi-Fi is just not good enough for Zoom calls or streaming live TV. Um, so if you're looking for more info on this, we, we are going to have some information on our website, uh, so momwiththemap.com with the exact pictures of what we have on board. But I hope that helps, right? So that's what allows us to live our lifestyle and work from the boat. And that is super helpful because that is a big deal uh, to people who can work remotely as that connectivity. So it's a lot easier to set that up on a home that doesn't move than it is to set it up on a boat. So um, that's really helpful information. And, uh, you know, the price, while it may seem a little pricier than some other unlimited plans, the fact that there's no throttling, and if you compare that to what you pay for high-speed Internet service at home, it probably seems a little bit... Uh, not that not that expensive <laughs> when you look at some of those right. other things, right? 
So um, yeah, that, that's hugely helpful. And we'll be definitely interested to hear how that all worked out and whether you had to switch over to the Verizon at all on the river system, because that tends to be where people start to experience some connectivity issues. But even that's improved so much over the last few years that the spaces are t typically few and far between where you're not having connectivity, particularly since you have two different providers aboard. So, right. um, yeah, yeah, I think you'll... No, yeah. I, I completely agree, Kim. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go on here and tell them exactly what's working and how well it's working, and then we're going to start heading down these rivers, and it's not going to work. So, <laughs> absolutely. So, well, so, but, uh, it won't be from lack of trying on your part, because you've got a good system that, here. So. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so just to kind of, this has been some great advice and some great tips for people, but just to kind of wrap up, is there anything we didn't cover or any other, you know, tips or pieces of advice that you might have for people who are considering trying this different lifestyle, uh, while they're working from home anyway, or even, you know, if, if now they're used to working at home and they're thinking a couple of years from now, maybe I can make this happen. What's your best advice for them to try and decide if it's the right step? Yeah. I mean, Kim, my pretty short and simple advice, do it, mm -hmm. right? I mean, at the end of the day, we are not guaranteed tomorrow, right? Life is extremely precious. Um, I think about my kids growing up and how little time we actually get with them, um, how often they're really going to want to hang out with me as they get older. Mm -hmm. I say, tell your boss and go for it, right? That's my advice. Tell your boss and go for it. Just do it. Yeah, and I think that's that's great advice, and uh, and lots of people are doing that, as as I've said repeatedly. Um, COVID has changed a lot, and one of those things is people are finding out they can work from different locations than they expected. Um, Sarah, from the the mom's perspective, any any tips for people who may be considering working aboard, but also bringing their children al along? Um, I mean, just to echo Brent, I mean, just do it. I am the probably the more practical one in our relationship. I'm the one who wants to know exactly what's going to happen and when. Um, and, you know, so for me, I had so many questions. Um, we didn't have a boat. We didn't know how to drive a boat. We didn't have a lifestyle that was conducive to this. But we just trusted and went for it and took the steps that it would take to get us out there. And um, no regrets. I'm so thankful that we're doing it right now. Yeah, and we're thankful that you've joined us to share all this information. I know you're both busy and, and working, um, and I appreciate you taking some time out to share the details so that you can inspire others to be able to do the same thing. So Brent and Sarah Bolin, momwithamap.com, thank you for joining us today. We appreciate the info. Thanks, Kim. Thank you, Kim. Absolutely. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us once again. We'll be back next week with another episode of Great Loop Radio. Until then, safe cruising. 